Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men come to learn what it means to be a man after God's own heart. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. And our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to be the men that God created them to be. So roll up your sleeves, gentlemen, and gird up. It's time to get to work. Like, let's just saturate the internet with, with people on fire for Jesus. So when you're reading your Bible in the morning, just take a quick snapshot of what you're reading, um, post it, and then hashtag gird up at the bottom. Dude, do it. You're going to bring more people to the podcast, but you're also going to bring more people to Jesus. Like, you're going to be, just let your living, you don't have to be loud about it, you don't have to be obnoxious, just let your life be a billboard for Jesus. Okay. Let everything you do in your whole life be a billboard for Jesus, and uh, awesome things are going to happen in our lives and in the kingdom of heaven too. So, man, just go get it. Go get it for Jesus. I, I love it so much. If you haven't had an opportunity to do so yet, I um, would love it if you would go online and uh, check out the Gird Up website. You're going to find some free downloads and things there. Um, I, somebody brought it to my attention recently that uh, you have to get put your credit card in in order to get the free downloads so i'm gonna f- try and fix that problem it's not fixed yet but i'm gonna try and fix that problem hopefully by the time you actually listen to this it'll be fixed um, but there's a couple of free downloads there hopefully putting more up soon it just takes a little while to put the pdfs together and i've been busy so hopefully i'm a little less busy this month so hopefully i'll be able to do some of that um, and then uh, you can also buy t-shirts there um, stickers all that kind of stuff or you can make a five dollar cup of coffee donation so that's for people that don't either want to spend that much money or they don't really want a t-shirt <laughs> they just want to help support the podcast you can do that either on patreon that link is on the website um, or you can make a five dollar cup of coffee donation down at the bottom as well I'll put that link in the description here to the website um, all everything that we do for gird up you can access it from the website so um, not necessarily I'm not linking episodes to to the website anymore but there will be links there are links on the website to all the places where you can listen to the podcast so um hope that you can use that resource use it to share it with other people so on and so forth shout out to nate hensler um and brigger beard general beard oils and supplements man what a wonderful guy he's on fire for jesus and he makes a really good product so go buy beard oil from brigger beard general um and shout out to the fellas over at um oh boy Chaplains and schools out in Milwaukee. Uh, a bunch of them are guys who listen to the show, who enjoy the show. Um, and uh, some of them, the older guys, are guys who've been mentors to me. So shout out to all you guys. God's blessings on your work this summer as you work with the summer schoolers. Let's get to it here. I want to talk about renewing of the mind. Right? Um, tell me if this sounds familiar. Right? So you and I, we know Jesus loves us, and we know that part of our sanctification um, is not sinning anymore. 
when Jesus would forgive people their sins, what would he say? He'd say, go and sin no more. Right? So um, when he uh, forgave the woman caught in adultery, right? And they were all about the stoner. And they were like, hey, Jesus, should we stone this chick? She was caught in adultery. And Jesus first said, let him who is sinless cast the first stone. And then when everybody walked away and didn't cast the first stone, then he turned to her and said, you know, go and leave your life of sin. Um, when he talked to the young ruler, the rich young ruler, he said, go and leave your life of sin. Um, when he forgives the sins of cripples and the blind, he also forgives their sins and tells them to leave their lives of sin and to pick up their cross and follow him. And, uh, and when Paul talks about it, he talks about the renewal of the mind, right? Um, and that's something we take very seriously as Christians, right? We don't want to sin anymore. And it's not because we think we're going to earn heaven because of it. It's not because we think um, if I stop sinning, then Jesus is going to love me more. Um, there's all kinds of theologies out there about works righteousness. you got to be careful that those don't sneak in. As I always say, test everything you hear, even on this podcast. Test every little thing you hear against Scripture, against what the Bible says. You need to dig into the Scriptures. You need to test everything you hear against what the Bible says. And make sure that you're hearing the truth. Make sure that you're on a diet of truth. Um, but tell me if this sounds familiar, right? I know I shouldn't sin, but I sin anyway. So I commit a sin. I feel bad for about my sin. I feel bad about it. And because I feel bad about it, then I pray to Jesus, hey, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. And I start to feel better. But then I sin again. And so I start to feel bad about the sin, especially if it's like masturbation or uh, drinking too much or anger, like any of those really addictive sins, the ones that are just kind of like fun to commit, you know. So I sin, I feel bad about the sin, I just forgive my sin, and I sin again. I'm like, oh man, I sinned again. I didn't want to sin anymore. Uh, so I ask Jesus for forgiveness because I feel bad about it, and then um, I ask God to help me not sin anymore, and uh, I go about my daily life, I start to feel better because I didn't sin, and I sin again. I feel really bad about it, but I also kind of get angry. I'm like, God, I asked you to help me not sin anymore. What's the deal, man? I thought you were going to help me not sin anymore. And uh, then I read some scripture. I'm like, man, he's not supposed to help me sin anymore. And he's supposed to help me not sin anymore. And I get all upset and I get in this weird spot where I'm kind of like blaming God for my sin. But I know it's not God that's making me sin. I know it's me that's making me sin. And I don't have any solutions. And I get upset because I'm trying not to sin anymore. And I keep sinning. Um, Pastor Novotny, Novotny, a time of grace guy, if you're not familiar, go check out Pastor Novotny. But uh Pastor Novotny talks about, like, he used to have a, 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 um, oh boy, a repentance playlist, I think he said, where it's like this playlist of songs, magic, magical playlist of songs you listen to, and those songs, you know, help you repent and make you feel better, and now you're in a Jesus mood, and, and you're not going to sin anymore until 15 minutes later when the pod, when the playlist is done, and then you go right back to sinning, right? It's so frustrating. As Paul says, the sin I do not want to do, I keep on doing the... Uh, good things I want to do, I do not do. You know, who can rescue me from his body of death? And he goes on to talk about how Jesus is the only one that can rescue. Uh, oh boy, Jesus is the only one that can rescue you. But you also got to recognize that there's a sinful man living in you. That there is still sin in my heart. As a Christian, I love Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I desperately want to follow Jesus. But there's still sin living in me, and it's not going away until I pass through that doorway of death into my eternity with my Heavenly Father. And so, um, since there's sin living in me, it can't just be willpower that changes my heart. I can't just try really hard not to sin and therefore not sin anymore. It's not how it works. My nature is sinful. 
I am sinful by nature, and because it's in my nature, it's going to continue to happen. But, but, the redemptive work of Christ, we call that sanctification, is going, well, the redemptive work, we don't call it redemptive work of Christ, sanctification. Redemptive work in, of Christ has bought me back and has ta- stripped the power of sin and death from my life. So I don't have to sin anymore like I used to. I don't have to be completely given over to sin and the depravity of my nature. I can live a life of glory to my Heavenly Father. It's not easy. It's not hard. I won't do it perfectly, but I can do good works in Jesus' name because he gives me the ability to do it. But it's not going to be because I try really hard or because I say the right prayer or because I you know, said the right uh, intercessory prayers or enough Our Fathers or um, because I did more good than bad or because I have faith so now I'm not going to sin anymore. All those are lies that the church makes up to keep people coming in the doors, okay? The truth is, there needs to be some renewing that happens in your mind. A lot of times we forget where sin comes from. Um, we need to understand the roots of our sin if we're really going to stop sinning or we're going to get rid of the pet sins that are in our lives, okay? It's not going to be, it, there is going to be a lot of effort involved, uh, but just trying really hard not to sin anymore isn't going to make you stop sinning. It's not the way it is. You have to address the issues that are going on in your heart if you're going to get over those pet sins, if you're going to stop committing those pet sins that become uh, something that takes over your heart and takes over your mind and takes over your life. So I need to understand the source of my sin, the root of my sin. My heart is ultimately corrupted and wicked and bad and sinful. Okay, I cannot do what is good even if I want to. All my righteous acts are like sinful rags. The, uh, the original Hebrew says like menstrual cloths, used menstrual cloths. That's my best possible works. Okay, um, so I need to understand that there is corruption in my heart. And so I'm just going to go down a list of sins here. So like uh, if, if coveting and stealing is a pet sin of mine, like no matter how hard I try, I just keep coveting. I keep stealing. I got sticky fingers. Every time I see somebody else has something I want, man, it's just like I get so covetous and, and I just desperately want it. it. like hurts in my bones. I want it, right? It's it, Of course, I can try hard, and I should try hard not to let that happen. And, and, and sin is something you need to stop doing. So stealing is something you need to stop doing. Right? You can't minimize stealing like, oh, the devil got me. Oh, I feel bad. You need to stop stealing. But you also, if that temptation is going to go away, or if you're going to overcome that temptation, you have to recognize what's going on in your heart. There's a lack of contentment in your heart. There's a lack of contentment in your heart. Or you're lazy. <laughs> One of the two. You want things because those things are on the throne of your heart. Right? And that's not to say that having money is bad or, or that having things is bad or even buying the things you want is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I buy a lot of things that I want. Um, and th- it's not bad at all. But doing so in a corrupt manner. So stealing or um, coveting, those types of things. What's happening is that they're taking over the throne of your heart. Those things have now become more important to you than Jesus is. And that's why you're stealing. Because those things are more important to you than your Savior, than living a life of love and service to your Heavenly Father. You're not content with what He has given you. And because you're not content with what He has given you, you're willing to trade your morality you're willing to trade your righteousness for the things. Okay? 
So what you need to do is pray over the selfishness and discontent in your heart and pray, Lord, let me be thankful for what you've given me. Let me be appreciative of what you've given me. Help me to be content with what you've given me. And that doesn't mean that you like lose your drive to make money. It doesn't mean that you lose your drive to be successful in business. Not at all. But it is a contentment saying, Lord, what you have given me is enough. If you choose to give me more, let it be so. If you choose to take those things away, let it be so. I am in your hands. Shape and mold me in your likeness. Okay, so it's it's instead of letting that control your life and control your heart, you give it over to your heavenly Father. You say, Jesus, I love you. Do with me what you will. If you choose to bless me with uh, material wealth, let it be so. If you choose not to, let it be so. I'll simply pray that you give me my daily bread, give me what I need for body and life, so I might glorify your name. Especially if you're a business owner, you're probably doing God's work, taking care of the people that work for you. If you're not, you should providing a service to the people around you. You have to make money in order to employ other people and, and help them make money. You are actively helping, like, nope, this day they came out right. God is using you to provide daily bread for the people in your life. That's a blessing. So it's not like making money is bad. But you got to make sure it's not on the throne of your heart. Another one, man, especially for young dudes like us, lust and adultery, right? This might be the most common one, the most common one, right? If I'm continually falling into lust and adultery, it's not just because my sin nature is bad and that sex is bad and I got to control myself and I just got to buck up and try harder, which is what a lot of guys, that's, that's what their attitude is. They get stuck in masturbation or pornography. They're like, I just got to try really hard to stop and I will. You should try really hard to stop, but you also have to address the issues that are going on in your heart. You're objectifying women. Why are you objectifying women? Because you're selfish. There's no humility in you. You see other people as an object to be used for your pleasure. You don't see them as the beauty of God's creation. You don't see them as the crown of his creation. You don't see them as the helper God has sent. A beautiful gift from our Heavenly Father. A beautiful gift to the church. A beautiful gift to our lives. A beautiful creature who is made in the image of God. You don't see them as that. You don't see them as your sisters in Christ. And therefore, you do see them as something to be used for your pleasure, used for your gain. If you want to overcome the temptation of pornography or masturbation, you need to address the heart issue that you don't see the women in your life as God's gift to you to be used. That came out wrong. God's gift to you, um, which he has given to glorify his own name. You see them as something to be used for your pleasure, and you shouldn't. So you need to work that out in your heart. You need to talk to God about it, pray over it, and work on your heart problem. Work on seeing women as the beautiful, wonderful creation that they are. Given to us as a picture of God's love for us. And not as something to be used. And that's when you're going to overcome that temptation. That temptation is never going to go away. But the more you understand the gift the easier it's going to be to use the gift properly. Okay? I'm I know I'm using use language and talking about women. That's I'm not saying you should use women. I'm not saying that at all. It's just I don't know why I keep saying it. Whatever. You get it. Um another one, gossip, right? Uh this is one that I sometimes struggle with. Um this is one that especially a lot of women struggle with, but um dudes struggle with it too. Gossip. Like why do I gossip? It's not just because it feels good and I need to stop doing it. I gossip because 
I'm not finding my identity as a human being in Christ's love for me. What I'm finding my identity in is what other people think of me. And what gossip does is it controls the way people think about each other. So if I feel this compulsive need to gossip about the people around me, what I'm doing is I'm trying to improve my own position by making other people look bad. And that might be a harsh assessment, but that is what's going on. It is what's going on. Um, well, you need to understand sin as sin and recognize sin as sin. You're not just talking. You're not just telling people things for their own blood. No. Gossip is a sin, and it needs to stop. And the reason you're doing it is because you're not finding your identity as a child of God, your value as a ch- in being a child of God. Your value is determined by a Savior who died for you, who loved you, and loves you, and has now given you a purpose. Your value and worth is not determined by what other people around you think. And so, when people think well of the people around them, it's not a threat to you. But those who gossip consider everyone around them to be a threat, and so they must put them down. You need to address the heart issues. Um, Luther used to talk about um, drowning our sin every day with sorrow and and repentance, and we should do that. We should drown the old man every day in sorrow and repentance. But we also need to understand that if we're going to stop those sins, we need to recognize what's going on in our hearts. Sorrow and repentance serve a very valuable purpose, and it should be a daily part of our life. But then they need to be followed up with me addressing the issues of my heart. okay? And that's going to come from daily conversation with God. You need to know Jesus better. You can't follow someone you do not know. You cannot follow a leader who does not have a place in your life. If you submit completely to your Heavenly Father, then you can follow Him. But if you're only half in, half out, you're going to get pulled to all kinds of different sides. Um, Jesus talked about how you cannot serve two masters. You either either love the one and hate the other, or hate the one and despise the other. There's no way you can you can you can follow two masters, and so when you have one of these other things on the throne of your heart, you're going to be given over to sin, and sin is going to be a problem in your life until you get back on track and recognize your sin as such. Do not minimize sin. Recognize that sin is a problem in your heart and in your life, and as a sinner. It is a problem. No matter how good you are, no matter how much you love Jesus, no matter what your position in life is, sin is a problem in your life. You need to address those sins with sorrow and repentance, but then you also need to do the work involved in changing your heart, stripping away the old sinful man, the rotten parts of your heart, and replacing it with a pure heart. I pray every single day that God gives me a pure heart, Um, I even pray, before I pray about having a pure heart, I pray that God shows me what's going wrong in my heart, what's rotten in my heart, what's corrupted in my nature right now, because it's always changing. There's always different pet sins that are rocking and rolling in my heart. And so every single day, I pray that God shows me what's going rotten in my heart and then guides my prayer so that I might pray against it and then ask for his strength in, in, in overcoming it. Just pray, Lord, give me a pure heart. Sanctify me by the truth. Strip away all that is rotten in my heart and in my life. Unite my ways to your ways. Let, let your ways be my ways. Let your heart be my heart. Teach me to faithfully and diligently walk with you the way I'm supposed to, with a pure heart and humility. 
And when that's my attitude, it's not going to be a, a hard, miserable, awful struggle to overcome temptation and sin. It's going to be a joy to do so because in doing so, I'm actively bringing praise to my Heavenly Father. I'm actively bringing other people into a position where they can see the Father's work in my life. That gives me great joy. So, fellas, don't forget to do the heart work. you got to do the heart work if you're going to overcome temptation and sin in your own life. I love you all, fellas. Go check out the Gird Up website, girdupministries.com. Link down below. Go be the man of God crazy to be. We'll see. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, and publishing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We hope it helps you along your journey to be a man after God's own heart. Be sure to check out the Gird Up channel on YouTube. There you will find many podcast episodes just like this one, but you will also find exclusive video content geared at helping you be the man that God created you to be by introducing you to other godly men, teaching you how to behave, study, dress, act, eat, and live like a man of God, and you'll find devotions to help you grow in faith. Please consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping in the online store at girdupministries.com, or by making a $5 cup of coffee donation at girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure that you like, follow, friend, and subscribe to Gird Up and our guests on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Those links are in the description. And as always... We will be praying for you on your journey. Blessings, men. Time to gird up and go be the man that God created you to be.